Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 22 of my Crisis to Opportunity podcast. This episode is the second of four in which I'll explore the importance of attitude in how you respond to a crisis. The topic for this episode is mastery in action. Despite the visceral role that your reactions play in your efforts to meet the challenges you face in crises, you probably haven't thought too much about how to deal with those reactions in a practical way. It's more likely that you react and then hope it doesn't do too much harm. Such an approach leads you to become a victim of the crisis itself, as well as your own primitive reactions. To avoid this, your goal is to gain mastery of the crisis by responding positively to those initial reactions, thereby shifting from a crisis mentality to an opportunity mindset. From Lyndon Johnson, the 36th President of the United States. Yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. So the first thing you want to do when faced with a crisis and to gain mastery over it is to step back. Simply stop what you're doing. When your instincts first get triggered by a crisis, instead of reacting to them, take that step back. Temporarily separating yourself from the crisis creates psychological and emotional distance that eases the grip your instincts have on you. Additionally, that distance allows you to let go of the physical stress associated with the crisis. Loosening this mental and physical hold on you through distance allows your cerebral cortex to reassert itself over the caveman brain, the amygdala, that is the source of your initial and unproductive reactions. From the author Erica Taylor, sometimes you need to take a step back to move forward. Next, you should take a break. This is sort of an extended version of stepping back. If the crisis doesn't require an immediate response, take a break and do something that is completely unrelated to it and is relaxing, puts you in a good mood, and clears your emotional chalkboard. Some examples of activities that can help further relieve you of the physical and psychological burden of a crisis may include having something to eat, listening to music, getting some exercise, or socializing. If the crisis does require your urgent attention, a few deep breaths may be all the break you can manage. Yet, that brief respite alone can help you relax your body and clear your mind. In addition, it lessens the uncomfortable physical symptoms that can come with a crisis, generates pleasant feelings, and makes you feel more comfortable, confident, and in control. All of these benefits will counteract the unproductive reactions and prepare you to respond to the crisis constructively. From the philosopher Plato, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. Next, express yourself. In the ethos of the American mind, there's the belief that people who overcome a crisis are tough and unemotional. Almost like the US version of the English expression, keep a stiff upper lip. Yet the body of research exploring the most productive ways to respond to adversity and stress, which crises have in spades, contradicts this view. The findings indicate that emotional expression, that is talking about your feelings rather than bottling them up, is associated with increased adaptation and growth. So, whether you're experiencing fear, frustration, anger, despair, or any other emotion, share them with others. You'll feel better from having an emotional release, feel support from those whom you share your feelings with, and the opportunity to process your emotions with a trusted friend will put you in a better space from which to tackle the crisis. From Nelson Mandela, the South African political leader, live life as though nobody is watching and express yourself as though everyone is listening. Next, identify the problem within the crisis. 
Once your immediate reactions have been mitigated, you're ready to confront the crisis head-on with a calm and clear mind. In this receptive state, you can focus on understanding the crisis by first identifying the specific problems that are causing it. With an awareness of the cause of the crisis, you're now in a better position to find a solution. Next, think small. Many crises today, such as the Great Recession and the COVID-19 crisis of 2020, are simply too big and too overwhelming for you to completely comprehend, much less control. Crises of this ilk are precisely the kind that can easily engulf you with destructive reactions that interfere with your ability to overcome the crises. Focusing on these oversized crises will exacerbate the natural, psychological, emotional, and physical reactions you're going to experience. With these sorts of crises, your best chance is to identify those aspects of the crisis that are within your control. Then, you can break down the bigger crisis into smaller, more manageable problems toward which you can direct your energy and find solutions. For example, consider the COVID-19 pandemic. Although you didn't have the ability to eradicate the virus, you could reduce the chances of it spreading by following the guidelines offered by health experts, such as social distancing, washing your hands, and wearing a face mask. From Lao Tzu, the Chinese philosopher, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Lastly, discretion is the better part of valor. Particularly for a crisis experience these days, you can't always resolve them immediately. Thus, continued effort in the short-term pursuit of its resolution would be futile and inevitably descend into a crisis mentality. The barriers to overcoming the crisis may just be too great to surmount in that moment or on that day. You may need more information, more analysis, or more help before moving forward. You have two beneficial options here. First, you can change your goals related to the crisis to ones that can be achieved in the short term. For example, let's say you're afraid because the company you work for may file for bankruptcy. You probably can't have much direct impact on that decision, but you can make sure that your department is running at top speed with all its work in order. You may also begin to explore other job opportunities. The second option is to take a break. There are going to be days when you just aren't making progress toward resolving a crisis. On these days, continuing to try unsuccessfully to address the crisis will only serve to amplify the threat reaction and create that crisis mentality. Trying to force the issue will actually hurt your efforts in the long run. In this case, it may be wise to push pause and choose to fight another day. In doing so, you can recharge your emotional batteries and return the next day with a refreshed attitude, renewed vigor, and a rededicated commitment to overcoming the crisis. From Sun Tzu, the Chinese general and philosopher, know your enemy and know yourself, and you can fight a hundred battles without disaster. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 22 of Crisis to Opportunity, and be on the lookout for episode 23 in the near future.